0: Family's great, right? Yeah, if we haven't met before, my name is Brooke. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the movie Instant Family and our own families, and there is so much involved in family. Um, There are people move in and out of families. Um, There are just so many dynamics when it comes to that, but we all have one. We all come from one. We grow into one. Families are amazing, but there are a lot of dynamics that come with family. Sometimes things start out a little shaky. Uh, my husband Brian and I, we have four kids, uh, two boys, two girls, all within five years of each other. Um, and when our oldest, Micah, was born, uh, we were very young. And um, we I was in labor all day long, eventually, finally delivered via C-section. It was a long time day and we were happy but we were exhausted and so finally if you've been in the hospital situation before you know that they don't leave you alone for very long and finally we we had reached the point that we were able to settle in for some rest Uh, micah thankfully was healthy but that meant that he didn't go to the hospital nursery he was there in the room with us so as we settled in to get some rest Too quickly into the rest. He began to cry, his little newborn cry. And from the window seat, that I will just say is a very poor imitation of a bed, I hear Brian say, Oh, is this my life now? (laughs) And as I moved, To take care of the crying baby and figure out what was going on, I echoed his question, is this my life now? Uh, It was not a great start. We were only hours in, and we haven't seen anything yet. So sometimes it starts out a little bit shaky. Sometimes things get crazy over time. Parents move away, or maybe they move down the street. Um, sometimes people fight. Sometimes divorce happens. families are introduced. Kids grow up. They move away. Sometimes things just don't turn out the way that we had planned or we had even hoped. In this movie, Instant Family... Pete and Ellie Wagner, they renovate and restore homes, but they haven't made time to have kids. And maybe it's because Ellie's sister says that they won't. Don't you love sibling relationships? Uh, Ellie starts uh, exploring adoption, and then she brings Pete in on it. So let's check out this first scene to see kind of how this starts out for them. So even though she had started down that road without Pete, he gets on board. And they uh, begin exploring adoption through foster care. And they take the classes. And after they have graduated from their classes, um, eventually a sibling group is placed in their home. And immediately their world changes. Their preferences are tested. Their house that was once clean and quiet is no longer clean and quiet. And most of, most of the things at the beginning are okay. It's a little challenging, not too bad. Uh, but things get worse and worse. It doesn't take long for things to get out of control for Pete and Ellie we're gonna watch these next two clips back to back so you can kind of see the progression of eh, okay to oh my goodness what are we gonna do with ourselves check these out oh so many things they have some happy moments they go on from there they have some happy moments some terrifying moments some tender heartwarming moments um there are moments that make you just want to cringe as you watch, um, but eventually they get to the place where they love these kids. They want to adopt these children, uh, but their mom, their biological mom, has been in prison. And once she's released from prison, Lizzie, the oldest, wants to move back with her mom and um, the and. Pete and Ellie are uh, confused as to what to do, but eventually uh, the mom refuses to take them back. Um, and, this, and the movie ends, this is a total spoiler, but we have to go there. The movie ends with the creation of a family. So I want you to check out that last scene where they become a family. And that scene eventually ends with the entire courtroom getting into that family photo, and they're, they're all there together, and it's a very great moment. And I think this connects with us, because this is how we want things to be. We want those feel-good, happy family moments, but so often, family doesn't feel like this for us. Mom and dad are tired, Uh, they argue over how to spend time and money and how to discipline the kids. The kids are in a billion activities or maybe they won't do anything but play video games. Grandparents or in-laws are too involved or maybe not involved enough. Stepfamilies come in and out and it just gets kind of crazy. We don't, know, we don't know what to do with those things. And I don't know if you are like me, but I have a tendency to think that when things are hard, that I must be doing something wrong. I must not be doing them right, otherwise it would be easy. Or somebody else must not be doing everything right, otherwise it would be easy. But that is a big lie, and I want us to think about that for just a second. Eating a healthy diet and exercising is not easy. Netflix and pizza is easy. But one of those options helps you to fit into your clothes better and reduces your trips to the doctor. Doing well in school, that can be really hard. You have to sacrifice fun and sleep and sometimes even fitting in with a certain group of people in order to do well in school. But not doing well limits your future options. Going to work. Let's face it, sometimes going to work is not easy at all, but living indoors is nice and so is having food to eat. And my point is this, that when those things are challenging, we keep at it because we know that what's on the other side of it is worth it. And relationships, especially family relationships, are not easy, they take work and they take discipline and probably partly or maybe mostly because everybody has preferences. And everyone's preferences don't line up with everyone else's. And for some reason, we think that family should be easy. I'm not really sure why we do. But I think that God has some things to say to us that can help us in our family relationships. I think these things can help us regardless of if we are a mom or a dad, a son, a daughter, a brother, sister, a grandparent, Um whether you are a husband or a wife, I think these things can really, really help you. And I don't even think that you have to be sure about what you believe about God for these things to be helpful for you. So I want to start taking a look at just just a couple things that I think can be beneficial for us in our family relationships. And the first thing is this, submit to one another. Now I know people hate this word. It is a word that has been misused and misapplied um, it's, been a, it's a word that's been used to kind of um, elevate some while minimizing others, but I think that when it's applied this way, that's exactly opposite of how Paul meant it when he wrote these words to the Ephesian church. Paul was a first century follower of Jesus, and he wrote most of what is contained in what we call the New Testament, and he wrote some instructions on how to have healthy family relationships. And before he gets into the specifics of what that looks like, he starts out this way. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. What he's really saying is that basically you are better off because of the love that Jesus has shown you, because of that, you are better off having a you before me mindset. You before me, most of the time, we operate the opposite of that. We operate from a place of me first and you can have whatever's left over if there is anything left over. You before me puts other people's preferences ahead of their own, surrenders, I surrender my own preferences for the preferences of other people. You before me doesn't keep score. Like last time you got to ride in the front seat or pick the restaurant or go out with the guys so this time I get to. That's not what you before me says. You before me puts the other person's preferences ahead of your own. Um, and I know that you may feel like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm not going to ever get my way. But that's not true. When, when we are all operating in a place of putting each other's preferences ahead, we experience the benefits of loving and being loved in return genuinely. The second thing is this, believe the best. Wow, can this be challenging? He was late again. She took the last roll of toilet paper again. They didn't invite us over, or they came over uninvited. There are so many ways, there are so many things that happen, but here's the thing. Most of us are really just doing the best that we can. The day that Micah was born, I had never been a wife and a mom and a daughter and a daughter-in-law all at the same time. If I'm being completely honest, I probably wasn't great at any one of those roles by themselves. But here I was having to fulfill all of those roles at once. Middle school, high school student, guess what? Your parents have never parented you as a teenager. They don't know what they're doing. They're doing the best that they can. Parents, your 14-year-old is trying to figure out how to, what it means to be a 14-year-old human. And if you have been 14, you know that a 14-year-old human is one of the most challenging things to be. They're figuring it out. In-laws have to learn to love people they didn't choose. Step-parents and kids have to do the same thing. We need our families to love us in spite of all of our shortcomings. Peter, one of the men who most closely followed Jesus, had this to say to his fellow believers. He said, most important of all, continue to show deep love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers a whole lot. It helps out a whole lot. Paul, who we mentioned earlier, says it this way to another church. He says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Make allowance. Make excuses even. When he's late again, think to yourself, something must have gone wrong. How can I help relieve the stress that he must be feeling? I know he's not just being inconsiderate. And I know that that sounds crazy, and you may think that you're going to get taken advantage of, but love believes the best. When somebody in your family does something irritating or annoying, think to yourself, what is the best possible reason she has for doing this? And then go with that reason. Treat each other as if their behavior, their irritating behavior, or even rude behavior isn't on purpose, because most of the time, it isn't. And this will revolutionize the way that you discipline your kids. You will most likely discipline more from a place of love rather than from anger. The thing is is that we are all always telling ourselves a story about ourselves and about the other people in our lives. There's constantly a story that we're telling. So make the story that you're telling a good one. Believe the best. And finally, include others we all need people in our lives to help us when things are hard we need to be able to share our struggles to celebrate with others we need people who are not emotionally involved in our struggles to help us see them more clearly i can't think of a better reason to be involved in a small group here in jamestown when you're involved in a group you automatically have people that you can share life with you can share your struggles with you can celebrate with We need other people. This is probably the number one reason why I am so thankful that we had our children involved in the peak when they were in preschool, in Kids Summit when they were in elementary school, and in Impact when they're in middle and high school. We need those other adults speaking into the lives of our kids there to support us when our kids don't want to listen to what we have to say. We need other people. When things are at their hardest, one of my favorite scenes from this movie that we did not show um, is when things have gotten really, really bad. They're at their worst for Pete and Ellie. And they go and they seek advice from another family, the Fernandezes, who have adopted a daughter. They see the Fernandezes as a success story. They have no idea of the struggles that this family has faced to get where they are, or the struggles that they are still facing. And so they go seeking advice because they're wondering, what have we done wrong? Why are things so hard? And Mrs. Fernandez says to them, this was never going to be easy things that matter are hard. We need people in our lives to remind us that things that matter are hard. That just because you're, you are struggling, it doesn't mean that things are bad. It means that they matter and I need people in my life to remind me of that. Great families don't just happen. They take work. And as I said, just because things are hard doesn't mean that they are bad, it means that they matter. And I would argue that things that matter most are most difficult. Great families take work. They don't just happen, but When we submit ourselves to one another, when we surrender our preferences to one another, when we believe the best about each other, and when we include others, we experience the benefit that comes from loving and being loved. And we show the world around us what the love of Jesus looks like. I can submit to Brian, I can surrender my preferences to him, to our kids, to my parents, to my in-laws, because Christ humbled himself on a cross. I can believe the best about others because when I was at odds with God because of my sin, he sent Jesus to die for me. And I need to include other people in my life. When things get hard, it is hard for me to sometimes remember that that doesn't mean they're bad, it means that they matter. And I need people to remind me of that and to encourage me when I'm facing those struggles. And I need to open myself up to those kinds of relationships. So what about you? How do you need to submit? How do you need to surrender your preferences? How do you need to say you before me in your family? Where do you need to believe the best? Where do you need to tell a better story to yourself? And who do you need to include? Great families are possible, but they take a lot of work. They don't just happen. But just because it's hard, doesn't mean it's bad. It means it matters and it matters greatly. Let me pray for you guys. God, thank you for how you love us. God, thank you for our families. God, for the good, for the bad, for the struggle. God, thank you that you have placed us in families to experience love, to show love, to see more of who you are. And God, I pray that you would help each one of us to surrender our preferences to one another. God, that you would help us to believe the best about each other. And God, I pray that you would help us to include other people in our lives so that we don't have to struggle alone. God, I pray that you would give us courage to love each other, to love each other the way that you have loved us. God, I pray all this in Jesus' name.